Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. Things are already weird. Welcome to the show, Greg Paulson. Hey, thank you. Owner of Paulson Tours, one of the proud sponsors of the Popco Project at the moment. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, no problem. My pleasure. So what's going on? Not much. How you doing? What's shaking with you? What's What's wild is, so this is your first podcast, so I'm, I'm yes. popping your podcast, ch- Cherry. And uh, what's, what's crazy is I we've known each other uh, for at least 16 years. Um, I took my first trip with you back in 2007, but I think I've like I knew of you or I, I at least saw the name Paulson Tours prior to that. You know, I was at the Weekender, so I know mm-hmm. we kind of worked together, or at least you worked with Rachel Pugh or somebody at the Weekender. So I was aware of your name, and uh, but we never actually we've been on how many trips together, but we've never like really talked about you and and your business. And it's been what 30 years you've been doing this for. Almost thirty, yeah. Almost Thanks. thirty years of uh, so Paulson Tours is a is a uh, what would you call it? Um, so it's a tour operator. It's it's really it's it's different. It's unique. You know, I'm not a travel agency where people call and I book them on various things. It's I get the tours together, promote them, and then uh, you know hopefully people buy. And that's it's been happening for almost thirty years. So appreciate cool. it. People like well, you yeah. as well. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I can we'll we'll get into that. I can vouch for how much fun your trips are. I've got, I've gone to several uh, trips to Boston for St. Patrick's Day and for uh, uh, Red Sox games and Phillies games and things like that. But so I mentioned before, like I've known of you, I've known who you were, but we never talked about like you know who was who was Greg growing up. Um, where are you from? Um, and then we'll talk about how you got into the 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 tour game, I guess you could say. 
Well, uh, you know, Hanover Township, uh, just below uh, South Wilkesbury, went to Hanover High School. Um, you know, they had a different groups that I was hanging out with at the time. And um, I wasn't really in the school. I didn't like it that much, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, so it was a little rough. You know, I was, uh, you know, bullied a lot and I fought a lot because I had to. You were a bully? Uh, Are you, you, know, you got bullied? I got bullied, yeah. yeah. Really? And I, apparently I was a bully. A, a girl came up to me one time and I was like, no, what are you talking about? I So, you know, she, I, I said, if I did, I apologize. But yeah, I was, I was, I had big shoulders. I was a big dude. So yeah, everybody wanted to take me out. So it was, it was like weekly, bi-weekly thing, you know? Yeah. It's a little rough, but that's all right. It made me who I am. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up, um, you know, hanging around with older guys and uh, getting in a lot of trouble, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I say to everybody, I'm very lucky to be alive. I'm very lucky in how things worked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't get on the straight and narrow until I actually started the business at 22. And then that kind of kept me out of the, the party scene for a little bit. I just took the party on the road to concerts <laughs> and, uh, and different venues, you know. Yeah, so, that's what a what a that's a focused. great idea. Yeah, it was, it was, it still isn't a nice idea. I like it. Yeah. So, so you, you started the company, you started Paulson Tour at 22 years old? 22. Live, wow. uh, I worked out in my mother's living room until I was 27. <laughs> I finally got an office. I treated it well though. So nice. So, so you finished high school. I mean, did you go to college or did you? I did. Yeah. I went to, uh, I went to uh, I went to LCC and then I went to because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to put myself in serious debt. So LCC was a, a really good move. Um, and then I went to Wilkes and Bloomsburg and then I dropped out and I just I started this business and everybody was against it. Everybody. And I, I just I saw the numbers. I knew I saw the vision and I just went for it. You know, I quit my job. I dropped out of college. <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. I'm going to be honest with you as at age 23, 24, uh, I had 13 credit cards. I was $27,000 in credit card debt because I had to buy the tickets back then. Yeah, like, and, and you still do to a degree. have to buy like bulk tickets way, way ahead of time and then pray they sell. Right. So, you know, back then I didn't have any money. So I, I used every credit card I can get my hands on that they would approve. And $27,000 in credit card debt at age like 23 was terrifying. But so you, um, you took some risks. Oh, huge risks. Took me 12 years to, to get out of that kind of debt. And then, um, you know, just uh, working hard, still working. Well, yeah. Well, let's talk about how you got into it. Because, like, you know, you're 22. Everyone's against it, you say. You said, like, well, your parents are like, this is dumb. You shouldn't do this. Your friends are like, what are you doing? But what? Mm-hmm. How was all that kind of, uh, uh, so, how they, what did they say to you? Sure. So I was working for uh, Mart's part-time. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a really cool gig. They didn't pay me, but I worked on commission. So I was doing, uh, trips down to spring break at 22. It was, it was pretty, I was doing trips to Mexico and, uh, you know, Canary islands, uh, you know, in Spain and anything I can get my hands on and promote. So I did maybe three or four of those big trips a year and I made decent commission, but you know, it just, it wasn't enough. It ran out. And then somebody gave me an idea to do a NASCAR race. And it was huge back then. I had I had no idea what NASCAR was, but I went to a race, and the first uh, first official bus trip was down to um, uh, Dover, and the thing sold out in two weeks, and it was huge. And I saw the draw, and then like the next year, I did like two thousand percent increase. I did Richmond, Virginia. I did both Dovers. I did Martinsville. It just blew up, and I knew 
if I can get my hands on you know money and hands on these tickets, I can I can promote them and sell them. So and then it just took off from there. I mean, there was one point I was doing eight buses to each Dover, four hundred and some people to each Dover. Uh, and then I got into concerts and I got into, you know, Steelers and Yankees and, you know, it just took up whatever I can get my hands on. I think people would uh, go to, you know, that's, that's what happened. And thank God the people, you treat people well, they're going to come back. So that's what I've done, you know, the best I can. Right. So you, so you start with NASCAR. That was like the yes. kind of like the, yep. the, and then, I mean, that went well, right? Mm-hmm. Um I mean, what made you, obviously the, the money adds up, right? So that's why you probably wanted to do different trips, but like, how did you, I mean, did you have like a group of people, like a, like a circle that was already interested that you was like, okay, like I can kind of expand into sports or I can expand into other, other things outside of NASCAR. Like it, as, as such a young man and you're already like, you're in this debt, like, well, how did you, how did you do it? I mean, like you make it sound so easy, right? Like, yeah, we just did some. Uh, you know, <laughs> baseball games and Yankees trips and this and that and everything, but like, it's not that simple, right? You can't just like no. up and just yeah, like, it's, it's definitely not easy. I I I did a lot of legwork. I hit bars, I hit restaurants, I put flyers everywhere. I talked to everybody I could. I told them who I was, what I was doing, um, and you know, as a young guy, I just, I just had that, that that energy, and um, you know, it was, it was, you know, just smiling, going in, talking to everybody, and like a lot of people helped me out. They let me put flyers everywhere, anywhere I could think of. You know, beer places, uh, Turkey Hills. They let me put them on the counter. I mean, anything, anytime I like, anytime I can get a flyer out, that's what I did. Talk to groups, asked them to promote it. Uh, had a lot of friends. You know, I was a very social guy in, in high school and college, so they all promoted and talked about it, and. You know, you get enough people talking about things, and like I said, you do a good job. It'll the the word will spread. It's, you still make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Trust me. No, it's, it's not. Harder, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, ta- I mean, like this. So, um, what year was it that you started? Because, like, I imagine back then was much different than things are now. So, like, what year was it when you started? Uh, nineteen ninety-four, April twenty-fourth, nineteen ninety-four. Okay, so yeah, right. You're almost on 30 years. So 94. Like what um what was popular back then that kind of you know took you like laid the foundation to like where you are today? Definitely the NASCAR races. Uh, that yeah, was back then. Um and then you know I got into um I think uh, Dave Matthews. You know, somebody said, Hey, run a Dave Matthews trip. And then another friend told me, you know, run a Jimmy Buffett trip. I'm telling you, he's popular. He's, and I said, okay. So I tried it, sold them out. And they just kept getting tickets and, you know, selling it out when you can get them. You know, it's not easy at all. Everybody knows that now. You mm-hmm. can't get your hands on tickets. But, uh, and then, you know, I had some friends that were Steeler fans. I was a Steeler fan. They said, hey, run a Steeler trip. So I did. And that sold out. And I'm like, okay, I'll try two this year. And then I'm like, you know, my dad was a Giants fan. I was also a Giants fan. So I ran that trip. And then there's a lot of Eagles fans around. And then I called Penn State and I got myself some season tickets and, um, you know, went down there and met with them and told them what I was doing. And, you know, that, of course, Penn State's huge around here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just expanded from there. Red Sox, um, you know, I do uh, one trip a year. I haven't done it since COVID, but I will get back to it. A Red Sox trip up in Boston, which... If you if people haven't been to Boston, you you could tell them a thousand times. The place is just different. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, you know it's just friendly, and there's so many things to do there, and the city is all walkable. But you know that's what I did. Just trying different things. Wine trips. Everybody likes to drink, so I do wine and brewery tours, and um, 
Radio City trips, uh, you know, in New York during uh, November and December. People love to go into the city and it's all hassle free, you know, plus they know what they're going to get when they come with me. So they, they continue to come back, thank God. So when you say a buddy says you should do, you know, a Dave Matthews trip, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like, do you have to, like, do you talk to the venue, secure tickets, and then you, you know, put them up for sale on your website? And, and how does mm -hmm. that work? So back in the day, yes, uh, you can call the venue in a lot of instances and they would have the tickets. It wasn't huge back then. They would have the tickets readily available. Um, sometimes I would get discounted tickets, but very rare. People always thought I got discounted tickets or free tickets for myself. It just it was very rare that that happened. But, um, you know, if I couldn't get them from the venue, um, I would just spend time online, you know, using various credit cards to get the tickets. Um, you know, different addresses, different emails, things like that. Uh, you can't do it these days, but, you know, uh, back in the day, you could get away with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, just get them together. And, you know, these people that went the previous year to Dave Matthews, I'd promote to them and I'd ask them to, you know, hand out flyers to their friends when they went out and they do that. And it just grew from there. You know, hey, this guy's running a trip. Now, back then, I'd give. To, to get people on, I had none to lose. So I would take barrels and I would put barrels of beer in the bottom of the bus. And, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, I just party. It was just a good time. You know, and I included it in a lot of trips. I included unlimited beer. Of course, I card people. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they have fake ideas, though. <laughs> I'm, sure you had a keen, I'm sure you had a keen eye for the, the fake yeah. ideas, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you do what you got to do back in the day, you know, but now I can't take any chances. So, no, right? Like, but yeah, but talk about the, like, the, like, not only the risk that you took, you know, like buying tickets and, you know, putting all these, these trips on your credit cards and racking up, you know, all these credit cards, like, 1994. I mean, it's amazing what changes in five, 10 years. We're talking 30 year span now. Like, what in 1994, 95, and even like to like 2000, like, talk about some of the, you know, you just mentioned like you, you would take uh, barrels of beer. Like, that's crazy to even like here right now, knowing how things are today. Right. Um, you, could you do it? Sure. If you want to lose your business, right? Cause like, right. You have social media now, everyone's, you know, TikTok and, you know, Instagram, like, Someone's going to take a video of that, post it on social media, and you're going to get a call the next day and your business is going oh, yeah. to like shut down. So like, For sure. talk about some of those. Like, I mean, I feel like, and I've been in media for a long time, and, and I know things we did back, you know, early 2000s, like, you know, that we couldn't do today. Like, talk about some of the things you did, um, you know, in, in the very early stages to, you know, build, build, um, you know, a buzz and, and just kind of like get people excited about your trips and, um, you know, were there thing like more things than just like the beer stuff? Like, I don't want to like you know get you in trouble here, but I think there's like those statute limitations. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about like those those like early years. Like, I mean, I feel yeah. as I'm probably in a young man too. Like, you know, there's there's no uh, fooling us. Like, you know, we're both much older now. But like, talk about those 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 early years. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I would do whatever it took. I had nothing to lose, so I would get I promote and advertise unlimited beer and i did it on all the tailgates for all the trips and i'd have kegs and kegs and i remember doing a jimmy buffett trip and we had 17 barrels of beer there were 750 people in philadelphia first time you ever played philly citizens bank park 750 people i rented job johnnies so they could all like not have to like wait to go i had like i think 12 job johnnies we went through 17 barrels of beer i had uh you know i had 
liquor that was included. And, you know, nobody was carding anybody. I told the guys to, but they weren't listening. Um, yes, and then, were. This is, this is, we don't want to, this, this is going to reach millions of people. We don't want the cops involved here. <laughs> this back in the day. I'm good to go. <laughs> I know, you know? I know. They snuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I remember um, I was one of the first to do tailgates. Uh, there were other guys in business that did what I, what I do. They're not in business anymore. I don't think any of them, but um, they would not, they didn't do any tailgates. And I was like, man, I'll never forget. It. I did J, uh, Dave Matthews and it's a good friend of mine still goes on my trips. We're very good friends. This one guy, I didn't know him at the time. I'll leave his name out. Okay. But I had three Dave Matthews bus trips in a row and he was on every one of them. I didn't know who the guy was. I, I don't think he slept. He surely didn't eat, but he partied his ass off the whole, all three Dave Matthews trips. And it was by himself. So we piled up, he was helping me out. And, uh, I think it was one of the the year before I had a trip and he was on there and nobody was eating and they were all like the, these kids after the concert were coming back and they were literally like falling because they were like starving and no energy. And I'm like, holy crap, I got to I got to do something because all these like, young people and they were my age. When I say young, um, they're just like falling all over the damn place, you know, just drunk. And I'm like, didn't you get anything to eat? I don't have any money. So I started the, the previous year, I started grilling and doing hot dogs, hamburgers, and, you know, it definitely expanded from there. But that was kind of the, you know, the, the alcohol and doing the tailgates. And then I also did some raffles at these things where I was giving away some awesome presents, uh, gifts or, or whatever, raffle prizes. And it was just like $5 a ticket. And they would go home with like maybe a, a $400 Jimmy Buffett surfboard, you know, like everybody wanted. So just different things like that to make them, you know, come back and just really enjoy themselves. And we'd get DJs in the parking lot, which I still do from time to time. Just saying, just crazy stuff. You know, just try anything to get everybody excited and make it an incredible experience for them. So when they get off that bus and wake up the next day, they're like, hey, man, it was a great trip. And then they just tell everybody. Yeah. So, so you were, you started creating experience. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Anything I can think of it was definitely a new tailgate experience. I know when I did uh, Yankees games, I had a grill out, and I was like the only guy there with a grill. No, and there was I remember all these other guys that had bus trips were walking by, going, "Wow, that that's a great idea." And uh, I swear to God, the next year and two years after that, everybody had tailgates at Yankee Stadium at the, in the parking lot. I was like, "Holy crap!" So I was like on the was on the prefaces of starting like something different and new, you know, for, for, for these bus trips. Nobody ever did anything like that. So and I used to jump over the grill when I was in much better shape too. I'd, I'd light it all on fire and it'd be up high. I'd, I'd look at everybody and go, do you think I'm going to make it? And I was a big dude. So they were like, Oh man, thank God I made it all the time. You know, dinner and a show dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't done that in years though. And I don't think I'll go back to it. So. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. You're not, you're, you're, we're, we're getting, like I said before, we're, we're old, we're getting old now. We are. We have too much to live for now too. It's like, absolutely. You know, yeah. but uh, so, so you're a, a young guy doing these trips. Like, I mean, that has to be pretty wild. So like, not, not only are you, um, you know, making money, you have, you're, you, have, you have your own business, you're a young man, um, but you're having a lot of fun doing it too. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. It, it was a definitely a nice time. You know, I, I met um, my, my wife on my trips. I met uh, some of my best friends uh, on the trips. I, I met you on these trips, uh, you know, and, and your buddies, Dave and uh, the, the crew. And I just uh, lifelong friends. And so you're hanging out with people you have something in common with. And you're just enjoying the, the shit out of yourself. You know, you're drinking, you're, you're socializing, you're laughing. 
uh, creating memories that we have for a lifetime, you know? So that's, yeah, it was absolutely a great experience. And it still is. I still love hanging out. I call them my travel friends because now with the kids and the sports and, and us wanting to travel, uh, it's tough. So I only see some of these people like maybe once a year, twice a year, but I still love them. You know, I mean, they're yeah. great people. We always say we're going to get together, but it's never like we had like no time. It's, it stinks, but at least I get to see them a few times a year on the trips, you know? Yeah. You have a built in reason. Like, like it's funny too. Like you have to go, like sometimes you have to go on these trips, right? Right. It's like, oh, hon, I got to go on this trip. Like, yeah. you know, if you, you want nice things, we got to do. <laughs> I, I really don't want to go, but yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Last year, um, I went up to Finger Lakes Wine Festival, and I don't know if you've been on it or if, uh, if people that are listening have not been on it, but it's pretty awesome. It's at the Watkins Glen Raceway, it's up at the Finger Lakes, and all the wineries from that area and beyond come to the racetrack. They set up these massive tents. And I'm talking like there's like 90 plus wineries, there's breweries and everything is like free. They just they give you samples of anything you want, liquor, tequila. I mean, anything you can think of. So <laughs> last year I went with my buddy, the same guy, actually, that I was talking about with the Dave Matthews. They didn't eat for three days. I went up. I said, hey, we helped me out. And we went up. We stayed overnight. And I, I got to tell you, it was like a little kickback to like years before. We we had a blast. We went to this bar after the after the festival on Saturday, and there were so many college kids there. Totally fell out of place. But then I was very social. And we were talking, you know. But we were older, of course. But we had a great time. I mean, it's and it just brought back some memories of what it used to be. And now we uh we don't stay out so late, but <laughs> still enjoy ourselves. But that's like the common theme of like. You know your trips though too like i mean i've never i mean I, like i said I've, I've been going uh to boston uh minus the COVID years mm -hmm. uh since 2007. um like i said i've been on some other trips too but i've never i've never like even heard anyone like grumble like a a negative thing or a a a, a bad thing about one of your trips like i mean what's what's the secret i mean i think you kind of mentioned it earlier but um like how do you how do you keep that going? And and it's it's always I'm sure there's people who have been upset, right? You can't oh, yeah. everybody, but like obviously you've been you're going on thirty years, like you're doing something right, right? So I think that you know I'm a people person. I got to be honest with you. There's and believe me, there are times where I'm like, oh, I gotta hate people, but no, <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, and you know, people <laughs> yeah. deal sometimes. But for the most part, people are incredible. And the ones that I deal with, it's very fortunate that I'm very fortunate that they're they're signing up for something they want to go to and do. It's not like they're going to work. It's not like and they're hanging and they're going with the people they actually want to be with. Mm -hmm. So they're already in a good mood, you know. And then when I hear their voices and they tell me about like trips they went on, you know, 20 years ago, it just it makes me smile. And then I start talking to them and uh, I still take the phone calls and, and the orders and stuff. So. That's 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 the fun part that keeps me going, you know, to be honest with you, because during COVID, I was I was thinking, man, I'm going to retire because I don't know when this is going to come back. And, you know, and then just the people didn't let me in 2021. They just kept calling. And then 2022, they're just like they were not. They're like, oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do this again. We can't wait to go back. And I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm definitely not even semi retiring. I have to go full tilt. So, yeah. So uh, I, I didn't want to jump into this quickly, but like you, you brought it up. So let's just do it. Um you know, so you have this successful business and you're you're probably entering close to your well what I can't think of, I can't do math now. Yeah, what, 25, 25 years or so, right? 
Yeah. And then COVID strikes. And like, and you're in the business of events. You're in the business of selling experiences and people gathering and concerts and just large events. I mean, COVID hits. Like, what what were you thinking? Like, I mean, I, I, can't, I couldn't imagine being, I mean, I knew where I was being a, a commissioned sales rep in radio and, you know, being at my, my sales goal middle of the month of March. And then just fielding phone calls for the rest of the month with like cancellations and like just seeing the number, like just my small number go from here down to here. Like, I mean, your business came to a complete halt. Like oh, talk yeah. about, talk about like that. Cause that, that's obviously significant to you as, as a business owner and that's your livelihood. Like you have a family oh, yeah. to take care of. Like what, what was going through your head at that time? Yeah. So you know, two young kids, um, I've been in a new house that I bought, uh, you know, I think maybe, seven, 10 years previous to that. And then, um, you know, you go from doing very well for, you know, quarter, quarter century. And then all of a sudden overnight, boom, it's like things are done. So I, I had a rough period. I gotta be honest with you. It, what made it even tougher is it was right. It was right in March. That is when, you know, in this business, you lay out all the money in particular, my business, you lay out all the money for the Yankees tickets, Phillies tickets, Mets tickets, um, I, I had, you know, football tickets for Penn State laid out, concerts like you wouldn't believe, already purchased, ready to go, ready to be sold. And I had a quarter of the inventory sold, so it was going to shape up to be a good year. And then bam. So people wanted like refunds right away. And I, I just, I didn't have the money because it was all laid out for previous inventory. Right. But I, I communicated with people and, you know, I, I was honest with them and, I'm telling you, 99% of the people were fantastic. A couple of knuckleheads here and there, um, you know, just gave me a hell of a hard time. And I said, listen, I, you know what? I have to do it this way. I have to wait for the Yankees to give me the money back. I have to wait for Penn State. And, you know, they didn't give it all back either. It was tough. And hotels, they were tough giving it back. So I went from, like, being a very, very happy guy to a very confused, aggravated, and stressed guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a challenging time, but we're all stronger, you know, because of uh, because of that, you know, you go through those challenges and you become out stronger. So and it, it wasn't just that year, obviously, it's uh, that year was done. Now, what we did do on the on the brighter side, well, let me finish the, the the downside of it. That year was done. 2021 was so confusing because concerts were they're coming back and then they COVID went up again. So they canceled them again. And I was like, holy moly. Then 22 just was a blowout year. It was good. And I'm like, OK, I'm back. Uh, and then 2023, it's just, you know, we're, we're really zipping, you know, working on getting a new website going and, and other things down the pipeline. So we get it back to full uh, throttle, so to speak. But so that was the down part of everything. It's very challenging. And then I, I sat around. And I looked at my uh, my wife, my fiance at the time, Molly, uh, and I said, "Listen, we're never going to have time." She's a teacher. She so there was no teaching. She was doing Zoom. Uh, the kids weren't in school. There was no sports. I said to her, we looked at each other and said, "Listen, let's let's go out on the West Coast. You know, we'll do you know three weeks, four weeks on the West Coast." And that's what we did. We we sat and planned. And uh, we flew into Seattle and we drove all the way down to San Diego, going in and out all over the place and went over to Arizona, Grand Canyon, and landed in Vegas. And we made the best of it. So we took those horrible memories and turned it into a vacation of a lifetime. And, you know, the bonus was there was like nobody anywhere. Like we're walking through the airport. There's nobody there. 
we had our choice of like eight seats around us on the plane um going into these tour spots there was hardly anybody around we had everything to ourselves a couple of things were shut down but you know not too many so but we made it we turned it around and made an incredible vacation yeah i remember we were supposed to leave for boston i think i think you pulled the plug on the thursday we were supposed yeah. to leave on friday morning i think we got an email or a call from you on thursday three or four days before and you're like all right trips trips off and uh yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't imagine like being a business owner, like in your in your shoes and in your field, and seeing all that just like come to a crashing halt. Yeah, that that particularly was that was really a tough one because the hotel was paid, the bus was paid. Yeah, and, you know everybody had their money in. It was a full sold out trip. And it was like, and I a few years before that, it was starting to slow down. I'm thinking this is gonna be the last year, but then it picked up big time. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, to to make that call, half of the people wanted to go, and they were very mad at me because mm-hmm. they just wanted to go, and the other half were begging me to cancel. And uh, you know, I took I took it all into consideration, and I tried to work with the hotel, and they worked with me a little bit. Uh, of course, the bus company worked with me because I'm with them consistently every year. Um, and then you know, majority of people worked with me. There was like maybe one or two people that were angry with me completely, but uh, there was nothing I could do about it. But um, yeah, it was so tough because, you know, you have to go, you have to, people are the most important, their health. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew what exactly was going on. Nobody knew what the truth was, but, you know, it, the numbers were so high and people were so, you know, vehement about not going. I was like, I can't, I can't justify having the bus go. And then there's no chance nobody else is going to get their money. The other half are going to get their money because the bus is going. Right. So. So it's it was a tough tough call that was a uh, wish it happened after. <laughs> yeah, well, I I tell you what, man, I am so glad that you made the call because like I was on the fence. I was like, you know, I had a, you know, my son was, you know, just two years old. Um, you know, you you think about like, oh, if I if I go, and I think Boston was kind of like a hot spot uh, yep. for for COVID or something like that. I don't remember at this point, but. I was like, I wanted to go, and I was like, I was talking to people that like I trust, and they were, you know, going on trips still, and so I was calling them, and they had kids, so I was calling them and saying like, hey, like, um, you know, what are your thoughts, and like, I, I respect you, 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 and all that kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, you know, we're just gonna keep living our lives and blah blah blah. And I was like, I'm still going on this Boston trip, and I knew like one or two of our guys were gonna back out, and um, I still wanted to go. But I was like, what if I go and I and I get something? Because at that time, again, it was so early. I We didn't know what was going on. What right. if I get something and bring it back to my kids? Like, I'll never live that down. Like, I'll never forgive myself. Like, right. so I'm <laughs> glad that you had to take that phone, that, that call <laughs> uh, because it kind of took some pressure off of me and then, you know, what the, my, the decisions I needed to make. But, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Do you know what also happened, John, um, is the wine, the breweries called me and said, you know, we're, we're shutting down. So it was the, that was the whole preface of the of the trip. You know, they hit the Sam Adams Brewery and Harper Brewery, Staples, incredible places. Yeah, and uh, they were shutting down, and I'm like, well, what the heck? Now the other bars are starting to close down. I called like lots of people I know that lived up there. I called professionals that are in, you know, the business up there, restaurant owners, bar owners, uh, hotel managers. They said this the city 
pretty much shutting down. And I'm like, okay, well, then I have no choice, but you know, I, I, you gotta not force people to go number one and two, you right. know, what are they doing to get up there anyway? You know? Yeah. I mean, you actually probably save people uh, a bad experience. You know, yeah. you, if, even if you put people on the bus and took them up there, what, then what, you know, sit the hotel right. room and, and, you know, exactly. But they made the choice before. And then the wine, the breweries called me like the next day and they were like, Oh, we're shutting down. I'm like, okay, good. That was a, that was a goddamn good call. And then, you know, yeah. we saw how bad it was with the pandemic up there. And, and you know, and you're right. What if we go up? And get something and bring it back. I thought that too. Everybody thought that. I was like, man, I don't want to kill anybody. You know, my, right. my mom was older. My dad was older. I'm like, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to go near them if I. And nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew how long it was going to last. Nobody knew who would get affected. There's some crazy times we lived through, man. It's unbelievable. You know. Yeah. So. And I mean, you know, that that's obviously a health issue. But like, you've probably dealt with a lot of um, scenarios during mm. the almost 30 years. Um, you know, people being drunk and people, you know, just having too much fun. Like, I mean, like, I, I mean, I look back on, and I, I want to talk about some of the, like, you know, navigating those waters. Um, I look back on the first trip, it was 2007 going to Boston and it was a huge snowstorm. Like, yeah. And I'm almost thinking like, if that happened today, would you cancel the trip? I, I don't know if like, cause things are different now. I mean, I think we got drunk three different times going to Boston that day because it took us like over 10 hours to get there. Yeah. I think 12 hours to get there. <laughs> you know, and a five hour trip took 12. Like I remember that there was, we were uh, like not slate riding, but like on our butts, like in the snow going down embankments and the bus drivers were doing it too. As well. snow, I know. So much fun. But like, I mean, like I said, I was my first trip. We, we were excited to go to Boston for the first time. Well, not the first time, but like on this trip for the first time, you know, you're with your best friends. And that that bus, that trip alone was like everyone was, you know, pe- you know, pedaled down. Like we were yeah. everyone was there to have a good time. And we did. But I remember just like looking back, you know, as a 40-year-old John Popko, looking back on a 24-year-old Johnny, Johnny Weekender. Um <laughs> And I look at think about that that young kid, that young drunk kid, that young obnoxious. Like, tell that. Kid. Thankfully, everyone else was like drunk too. Um, I don't, do I regret the way I was? I don't know. Like, I had fun. I don't think I was that. Bad. You weren't that bad. Man. You I, were, I was that guy. Like, we were. You were that guy. We were, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just. It, it's, you were proud to take that tag at that time. But yeah, I mean, I was like, uh, don't be that guy. <laughs> and yeah, you're like, that was that why guy? that guy? You think I'm that guy? No, listen. I, if if you were bad, I, you know, I would say I would have had to say something. But no, you you were great, man. You were a good time. You know, everybody <laughs> was in the same mode. Yeah. Uh, we we're all drinking our faces off. We that was a great. Not only that, but like to have fifty plus people get along for that long in a confined space, yeah. it's pretty impressive. You know, and we had a, we had a blast. We had a great time. But I mean, talk about people that like. Have you had any customers that you know were that guy? Oh, to, beyond. You know, yeah past me like past like and how, how do you navigate that like how do you how do you like not disrupt other people's experiences but like you don't want to you know piss off your customer but you also have to like kind of be in control of you know the situation like talk about those scenarios sure so in the beginning you know like i said i promoted everywhere uh especially in bars because they you know you get some good groups you get like a bar owner or, or a, a somebody that frequents a bar they have a ton of people they know they're like yeah let's go we're gonna go to a yankee game 
So you definitely are going to run into some, um, I've coined the phrase, I call them bus holes. Uh, So drunk, just drunk people on a bus, bus holes. holes. So I, I, you know, you would get them. And I, I have, unfortunately I have left people in different cities. I've kicked them off buses. And if they get in it, just because they got too bad, if they're fighting or screaming at one another, throwing punches, you're off the bus, you know, and I, I was a big dude. So I, I got them off the bus. They listened, you know, if I had to call the state police, I'd call the state police or if the drivers uh, had to call the police, if they were running trips or my friends, you know, and we literally would have people escorted off the bus. And then, and it was, it was trying because I had families that wanted to go. And then I had these bar groups that wanted to go. So I started doing two different buses and I'd have them when they were signing up party bus or family bus. And then, you know, it was, it was pretty much 50, 50, like I'd get a full bus of family and I get a full bus of party. Um, and anybody that signed up for the party bus, they would know that, Hey, it's going to be a little crazy. It's going to be a little hectic. There might be some bad language. Who knows what's going to happen. It's a party bus. Family bus, if you get on there and you even like curse or anything, I'm going to be on you because it's a family bus. So over the years, uh, I got, I really got you know, like the, the, the people that got really drunk, the bus holes would, it wasn't worth promoting in bars anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was finding on finding that guys would sign up and even girls would sign up and they don't even know what trip they're going on. They're just getting on a bus with <laughs> their beer. They're like, where are we going anyway? And I'm like, what? You don't even know where you're going? They just went to drink their faces off. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I purposely stopped promoting in some bars, not all bars, because not all bars are, you know, bad like that. But I stopped primarily promoting in bars, bars. And I raised the price a little bit because it got rid of, for lack of a better term, troublemakers, you know, people mm-hmm. that are just going to, to party. So, and then I started gearing towards families. You know, and I really wanted, now I'm on like three generations of families and these people, they'll, they'll book, they have 10 people. They're, they're, they're great. They're thankful. It's, it's hassle-free travel for them. And that's, that's my goal now is to get these generations to come with Paulson tours for however long they want to go with me and however long I do it. So, and that, that's what I really enjoy seeing these, these, you know, grandkids coming or and I'm like, wow, you know, I'll hook them up the best I can. I'll give them a little mm-hmm. surprise. Some of them, if I remember or know that it's their first trip, the little grandkids or something. So, and then I have my kids going to trips. My kids are very social. So they're always out there talking or throwing a football around with other kids. So it just welcomes families and, uh, and kids more, you know. You think they take over? So I didn't really, I didn't even give that a thought. I wanted them, I want, and I still want them to do vastly more than I do. You know, yeah. if you're a good dad, that's the way you should think, in my opinion. Sure. I want them to do way more than what I have accomplished. But my my youngest one uh, had said to me uh, one day we were driving in a car, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna do a business." I'm like, what do you, what makes you say that? What's that? You know, he looked at me and he goes, "Legacy." <laughs> like, I think it's like, I think it was like six or seven at the time. I'm like. Like, how does he even know what legacy is? Yeah. So, you know, talking to my wife, Molly, and, you know, talking to other people, and I, I said to myself, I'm going to at least keep it going so they have an option. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they want to do it, they can do it. If they don't want to do it and they're going to do something else, they do something else. Sure. So I, I, I'm all about options. So if I leave them that option, that, that's good for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And like, they may not even realize it until it's too late. I remember my dad, my dad was a surveyor and he wanted, he would, he wanted me to like get into surveying for whatever reason, but he didn't have a good way of communicating that, like, or explaining like why, like 
hey, it's good money or, hey, like you can, you know, create your own schedule or whatever it might have been. Right. He, like, but like I would go on jobs with him and I would hold the the prism and, and things like that from the measure measure distances and things. But like. In it, like, looking back on it now, like I, I, I knew where his head was at and you know, he passed away in 05, so I can't even talk to him about it now. But <clears throat> it was it was weird. Like, I, I looking back, I wish that I would have taken more interest. Cause I, but I was like, I, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to follow my dad's footsteps. I want to do my own thing, right? Right. Um, but then looking back, too, it's like, even if like, we started a business together, like, he would have been around for, you know, very little of it anyways. But... Right. Yeah. It's it's cool that like you're you're thinking like that just in that you know hey we'll give them an option if they want to take it cool and yeah um yeah. If, if not then that's cool too but they'll probably realize it when it's like not too late but like maybe it might be maybe they're doing something else for two years and they go, hey dad let's let's revisit that conversation yeah I mean the older one said to me too he's um he goes can I work for you. I need it on my resume. I'm like, of course. of course. You tell me when you're ready. You know, <laughs> I'll teach you everything you want to know. You know, it, it's the business still excites me. You know, it. I don't. I don't know why. I, I you know, I just it's 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 nerve wracking. It's stressful sometimes. But you know what? It gives me something to do. It keeps my mind focused on something besides you know just just you know hanging out and being bored. You know, um, so yeah, I, I like it. I like people. I, I really enjoy my clients. I think they're the greatest greatest clients in the world. I mean, they, they stuck with me through all this stuff. I mean, 9-11, uh, the, the big bubble and the real estate and the tech stocks and stuff like that. Uh, that was a, well, a wait where oh, yeah. it crashed. And then the pandemic, I, I don't know what else, like maybe aliens blowing up the planet will like kill balls and tours. <laughs> but like the pandemic, I thought, but then when that instantly, when that happened, I thought two and a half years, I'm done for two and a half years. And it's pretty much right on. Yeah. But uh, it, the people still excite me. So, you know, it's I, I just like people and a good person for the most part. You know? Sure. Well, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, like you again, like going back. Uh, you know, you started as such a, a young person. Like, you know, people starting businesses at that age are it's it's, it's pretty rare. Um, you have your, your your names on it. Like, you literally have your name on the the product. Like, there's no hiding behind. You oh. know, uh, a, a you know, the name McDonald's or whatever. It's like. It's your name. It's like you, obviously you're proud of that. That's it's it's cool to you know be able to do thirty years later and and you know keep yeah. that going. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to put a name out there. I couldn't think of anything clever, and I was like, oh, why don't I just go with Paulson? Because you know the, exactly what you said. There's no hiding. My name's right there. That's gonna that's gonna get trust and and right off the bat because you know who the hell puts their name on something and stays with it. You know, mm -hmm. and when I answer the phone, I'm like, I'm Greg Paulson. They're like, oh, oh, you are. Yeah, I'm like, yep, I'm the owner. And they're like, they're baffled you know, yeah. after so many years. But believe me, sometimes I wonder why the hell am I not down in Florida, like retired? <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then reality, I got young kids. Yeah, you got <laughs> time. Reality hits me. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget. Uh, it was 2018. My son was born uh, December, late December of 2017. Uh, the, the Boston trip was coming up in March. Like it does every year. So he was like, two and a half three months old and i was like Greg, i don't know man i don't know if i can swing it like i remember you know, this little and you're like dude you, you gotta do it you gotta keep going and because you're like it's gonna be a day where they're in sports and your life is gonna be dedicated to them and you're, you're gonna miss out on a lot of things like keep going doing stuff with you know this trip do stuff with your wife like while you can because one day they're gonna rule you 
I'll tell you what, man. Um, you know, he's five years old now. He's in coach pitch baseball, and we are going three to four nights a week. Yes, um, I do. Yeah. Thankfully, he's like not in anything in the the the, the winter slash you know early spring and March because like that would mess up the trip, but. <laughs> who knows right? who knows that you know down the road but yeah he's it's you're right you were absolutely right about just you know kids getting involved and stuff and you know you lose a lot of those uh those moments i i'm big on traditions you know if you're hanging out you got a great crew of friends man i mean every time i talk to these guys i i, I don't even want to leave i just want to go and drink with you guys all night but i gotta do some, some other things business but um no you know, I tell everybody, don't don't get rid of that because that they're the memories and they're the joyful times. You could be yourself that you you could be that guy you were when you were 24. And you're all gonna remember that, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, you just keep that and you'll see when you saw some of the other guys on the trips, the one finally gave up and he didn't come this year. He was 76. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know he was that old. I was like, holy crap, he's 76, he's still going to Boston partying. Um but you know, he finally says it's my last year, and I shook his hand, and uh, I was like, "Man, well, it's been a pleasure. I don't know what else to say. Thank you, you know." But don't I? I try to keep those traditions going too, and creating new ones, you know. Yeah, but you, you're gonna run around with the kids, man. We're constantly going. Yeah. You know? This year, well, don't get me wrong, but of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world, but yeah, it's your time becomes not yours. <laughs> Yeah, you're a chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> you're a coach, a chauffeur. <laughs> you're a you're a promoter because you're promoting their uh, their sport. And yeah. But um, you know, in, in a post COVID world too. I mean, obviously we're we're dealing with uh, you know inflation and the lack of people you know working, um, the rising costs for gas, uh, the buses. Like, you know, did you think that you would? You know, even if you got through the pandemic, would you think you'd have to experience these hurdles as well? Because I'm sure that that's really cutting into your bottom line. You're trying not to raise the 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 prices of the trips where people can't afford to go at all. You know, it's like, right. how do you you know walk that that uh, tightrope? So I'm just going to go with a, like one word: brutal. So you know, I, like as I said, I dealt with 9/11 when people didn't want to go and they were afraid to go to sporting events. But then it was like America and people were like, no, we're going. We're not afraid. And, you know. And then we dealt with the uh, the banking crisis and like people's 401k were were going down. Then we dealt with the pandemic, which was brutal. And then 2022, everything's finally coming back, and inflation goes nuts, and the bus prices are insane. The hotel prices, the ticket prices. I looked at my wife, Molly, and I said, I, I got to tell you, I, I felt so bad to have to raise the, the prices on people, but I had no choice. And I said, I have to throw it out there. They're, they're asking me to come, uh, come on, and do these trips. They're asking me. A lot of people held credit and they wanted to go on the new, new different trips. So I told her, I said, listen, I'm going to throw, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to, I make the same no matter what, you know, I make a percentage. I said, I'm going to put it up and I'm going to keep my percentage because I can't go any lower than that, especially after two years previously getting beat up. And I, I told her, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. But I got to tell you, John, it blew up. People were just so sick of sitting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was incredible. And this year it went up again, inflation, bus prices and all that again. And I did my best to negotiate with everything. But, um, you know, people are still buying. They really are. It's not, I don't think it's like huge like it was last year. But I don't know yet because I didn't put on my football yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the telltale football and then some fall trips. 
So I'm doing good in spring, doing well in spring and in the summer. We'll see how the fall goes. I'm always nervous this part of the year. So if the fall goes well and the winter months go well, then I had a decent year, you know? So we'll see. Inflation's crazy. Ticket prices are insane. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily all inflation. I think the promoters and Ticketmaster and yeah. uh, artists themselves, I think they, I don't know, they, they, they're they messing around with the, the tickets and the, the algorithms. And uh, I think that, you know, I think they're just trying to get as much as they can. They're greedy, in my opinion. I don't think their ticket prices have anything to do with inflation. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you're I think you're right for sure. Taylor Swift ticket, uh, $2,400, I, I think I saw, like wow. three days before Philadelphia. That's Super Bowl ticket prices. Like, right. That's insane. And, and I heard I heard she did put on a show, though. I heard she put on a three-and-a-half-hour yes. show. But that's, but that to me, man, like, I don't I don't want to see any. I won't even watch a three-and-a-half-hour movie on my couch. I mean, I don't care if it's Springsteen. I don't want to see a, a, a performance that's over three hours. I just don't want to see it. I don't know if it's just me. And, you know, who I am, but like, no, thanks. And, and, and I got to be honest with you, I, I'm the same way. But then I talk to these people and these are their they're Swifties. They love Taylor Swift. If they're going to spend like I would spend money to go to a Super Bowl, I'll spend thousands. Right. If my team's in the Super Bowl, we're going. I'm spending the money where people would think I'm crazy. No, that's something I love. That's something I've always loved. So we have to take it and, and look at the people. They love Bruce Springsteen, sure. right? Love sure. Taylor Swift. Uh, the country artists are in love with these guys. So to them, it's their Super Bowl. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. They're, they're spending their money exactly how they want to. And they have no qualms about it. You know, yeah. so I get that. I've seen that for years and years and years. Yankee fans, they'll take the good losers. seats. Losers. year. Losers. <laughs> I don't even losers. know if the Red Sox uh, have a better record now or no. I didn't they, even look. As of right now. Today, well, today is, let's, let's one game. I want, I want to document <laughs> this. This is Monday, May 15th. This probably won't be released uh, for two weeks, so things could change between now and then. But as of right now, as of right now at nine forty nine p.m. on May fifteenth, the Red Sox, I believe, are ahead of the Yankees in the standings. I mean, they're both doing poorly. I mean, there's right. nothing to be proud about. But uh, yeah. I mean, oh no, they're yeah, they're actually Red Sox are. A half game behind the Yankees. Son uh, of a bitch. Uh, I still uh, hate the Yankees. <laughs> we still, don't hate the Sox, but we, we sure as heck don't like when we play them because it's always good. You know. Damn. That that changed quick. The Red Sox were like three games ahead of the Yankees at one point. The Yankees won tonight. Or they're projected to win. They're like up 8 nothing or something. Mm, that's so. unfortunate. Okay. Well, I will uh, walk with my tail to my legs for that one. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, people are spending in general, though. I mean, I don't know how people are still doing it with like the way prices are. Like, I mean, you go to the grocery store and it's a fortune, but people are still spending like home improvements and yeah. certain trips. And but I mean, yeah, I think people, the people I'm talking to are like, they're just like, listen, I don't know when I'll be able to do it again. I don't know if I'll ever get to do it again. You know, what I, mean? yeah. like, I think that everybody faced their mortality during this. Uh, mm -hmm pandemic everybody was like man if i get it blah 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 you know i'm not gonna be here if my my parents die but everybody thought that way everybody so i and i'm the same way too you know i, I booked a vacation uh for my uh, wife's 40th and i went above and beyond for a bahama vacation for her 40th birthday unfortunately my mother passed and we couldn't go on the trip but um I, I i went great thank you i went 
I went, I spent way more than I ever would have. But I was like, yeah, you know, she's only 41. Um, we're, who knows when we're going to be here or what will happen. The future is not written. It's not, uh, it's not guaranteed. So we're going to, we're going to live it up. So I think everybody's kind of feeling that way a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I will yeah, be five yeah. years down the road when they have to pay all this stuff off. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are just, they realize how life or short life could be, you know, right. so we're never, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow, right? Exactly. So it's like, and my wife says, says that a lot, too. We can't take it with us. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But like, should probably be a little response when we are. But, you know, she likes to say that we can't take it with us. True. Live season day, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, we make we we do a lot of you know things as a family. You know, we we make those memories with our children now, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, I'm I'm hoping you know one day we go on a, a Paulson tourist trip with uh, you know to a Red Sox game with the with the kid and and uh, or kids when our daughter's old enough. But like, yeah, I mean, like it's and you said this before. It's, it's you've been able to become part of people's lives in a way that like. Not everyone can be. Not everyone gets that opportunity in, in their job, in their career, to 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 do that, to have like an impact on on people like you do. Yeah. So when the pandemic, you wouldn't believe the outpouring. Like I was honest in the emails. I was I was honest every every step of the way. I, I said to my wife, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care what I look like, what people think. I'm just going to be honest with everybody about everything. And you wouldn't believe the support of emails I got back and phone calls and and letters that people sent me. Like, I can't, you know, so sorry you're going through this. And I mean, it was just, it just maybe it still gives me, gives me, uh, you know, goosebumps. Like they, they actually care, you know, like they, and I didn't treat them like just numbers. You know, I, I never did. I'm sure some people might think I have, but I never intended to do that. I, I, I was always one-on-one, anything they needed, any kind of incident, whether it be small or, or big, uh, we'll take care of it. You know, just give me a chance to make it right. You know, and, it, you know, fortunately, there hasn't been a lot of times that I had to, you know, do that. But uh, I was just honest. I like people. And then they uh, they show it back big time. Yeah. They, they won't let me retire at all. So <laughs> I'm not going to screw it. My, you know? my response to your email was, because uh, you're like, oh, you know what, you can take the money for the Boston trip and use it towards a future trip down the road. Or, you know, you can get a refund, but you weren't sure when. Right. And I think I wrote back, let it ride, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. A lot of people did. I mean, I yeah. really, that really did. Then money was gone. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really did. That went a long way, you know, like yourself and all your buddies. And yeah, I, I can't even uh, say how thankful I am to every one of the Paulson Tours clients, like, you know, really helped me out. You know, they, they knew the jam I was in. I was honest with them. You know, what was I going to do? I couldn't sell my house, you know, get everybody their money back. But I, you know, I was at the mercy of the Yankees, Penn State, the hotels. It was, it was trying, man. But like I said, people are good people. They really are at heart for the most part. Yeah. And what do you have come up this year as far as trips go that people could uh, get into? Yeah, so I think the standards, uh, Yankees selling very well. Um, you know, Phillies are selling. Uh, we have Mets games. I usually only do two. I'm doing like four or five Mets games. Red Sox, I'm still trying to put the one together for up in Boston. We'll see um, because bus prices are insane. So especially on the double on the overnights. So we'll see about that one. Um, and then football, Penn State, Notre Dame. Um, you're going to do the Giants, Jets, uh, Eagles, Pittsburgh, and then wine trips in the fall. I'm still working on them. They, they, the prices went up too, and they're, mm-hmm. 
only allowed like six people and that that doesn't work when i'm trying to bring 56 to them <laughs> so you know yeah. i'm starting to get some more personal relationships and talk to the people like the, the owners of the wineries that i have talked with for years and dealt with and they're they're coming around so i'll i'll, I'll hopefully get a good price and let them you know get away with the groups let us get away with groups and that's that's the same stuff and then once i get the new website finally finished if i ever do um we're gonna do some other things like uh, maybe nashville maybe once a year different times of the year we'll hit it and then some other like side trips maybe out to california molly and i and uh, another couple went out to california we did some wine tasting it's just four nights five days it was awesome napa valley's oma everybody talks about going they want to go but they think it's like this big production they have to get it together well that's that's where i come in i'll have it handled hopefully i go and then there's hassle free they don't have to worry about anything with drink wine you know that's the so, best part things like that. some of your trips yeah you just like you just get on the bus and mm -hmm. you, you go and you know you have an itinerary kind of a guide for people that you know don't know what to do you give them an idea or you know people like me were seasoned in boston we just go and um figure it out mm -hmm. um and people can find all your trips on paulsontours.com correct yep correct very cool well man you wouldn't be a uh if you weren't doing something right you wouldn't be around for 30 years so congrats no thank you i appreciate that yeah, yeah, yeah. I always tell somebody I'm like, I must be doing something right. So, absolutely. I mean, like like you said, you take care of people. I mean, you're not you know you're not just some guy that's counting the money at the end of the day. It's you're on the trips. You're you know taking care of people and you know you're creating experiences and and uh, that's why we keep coming back and that's why a lot of people who go on your trips you know that I talk to uh, that's why they go. So it's uh, it's it's great to. Uh, to be a, a one of your a friend of yours and um you know go on your trips and i'm glad you made it through the pandemic and you know you're yeah. kind of navigating the waters that is post-covid and the inflation and all that kind of stuff but um hopefully maybe year 30 will be like the the, the lift off that 2020 should have been yeah i hope so i think so i mean i'm, I'm an optimist at heart so you know, you, you hang out with good people, you give them good experience, they're going to come back. And, you know, I've, we've been friends for a long time, you know, and the other guys, uh, just, I, I enjoy seeing you guys having drinks with you. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we typically have a drink at the hotel bar. We didn't do that this year. Yeah, I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know. I think we, um, we had to go. I, we I saw, where did we see? Well, we saw you guys with, um, I forget who was on the trip. It was their son. Maybe oh yeah, to our room. Good friend of mine. Yes, yeah, that's right. A good friend of mine. He had uh, EJ Murphy at AL, uh, ALS for years. Uh, he dealt with that, and he passed last year. And that was his sister, and she's like a sister to me too. And she always wanted to go to Boston, but she didn't want to go alone. And uh, her son just turned twenty-one, and I'm like, hey, I got I got a room that opened up. Why don't you come? So uh, we ended up having to drive because my wife still had work, and um, and I think the, the the son still had tests, and he wouldn't leave. He had to take his tests. Yeah. So we drove up, and uh, which I, I really don't like to do, but I'm forced to do like a lot of times. Kids sports, this and that. But anyway, um, yeah, we just like we were in the bar for a while with her and her son, and then uh, just wanted to show him some other things real quick, get around the city before it got too late, you know. Yeah. So and, uh, it was a busy weekend, man. I was. It's a good time though. It's a busy weekend. I think I'm getting. I, I'm not getting too old. I gotta. We gotta figure out different things to do uh, when we're there. Because <laughs> like you get into like you get into a bar you know, at, at 40, and a lot of the kids are like you know 21, 22. Like you're literally, right. literally half your age, and it's like 
I'm in the wrong place. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand these people anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm, not, I'm not on their level. Like, I'm, the, I'm not right. as drunk as they are. Uh, yeah, no, twice, I get it. Twice their age. It's like, I feel like the old man in the corner. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we got to, we got to try to figure out because I, I was like, the last two years, I was like, strange with like that kind of feeling. It's like, I don't know, guys. Like, to, <laughs> we're in the wrong place. Yeah. And waiting in line, too. That was, that was a, uh... Yeah, Molly has such a beautiful smile, my wife, and she, uh, <laughs> we wanted to get them in the bell in hand, you know, it's very famous. Yeah. We wanted to get them in there before we left. We tried the night before it was so packed. The next day, we're like, holy crap, the lines were starting at like 9 a.m. I was like, this is unbelievable. So Molly just uh, went up, she saw some people come out of the door and she saw this bouncer and she said, hey, can we go in this way? And just with her smile and her charisma, the guy's like, how many people? <laughs> She's like, only four of us. And he's like, sure, come on. I tried to even give the guy a $20 bill. He goes, nah, don't worry about that. <laughs> I was like, nice. man, so kudos to my wife. You know, she got us in the bell in hand and we had a nice little table and, um, you know, it worked. But yeah, I, I feel exactly how you feel. And now there's a new area. I don't, I can't explain where it is. I think it's over by the Science Center and that's a new area that's getting built up. Um, and there's breweries over there and stuff. And I still haven't made it back over there, but I was over there about pre-pandemic 2019 and saw this new area being built up and it was pretty cool and it wasn't packed. So I, for two years, I've been trying to get back to that. So I think next year I'm going to definitely plan and tell people, Hey, there's this whole yeah. area to walk to. It's pretty, pretty awesome and, and different and not as crowded, you know, remind me about that. I will definitely. And you've always had great bus drivers. Yeah, they're good. They're there's, good. Guys. There's, there's two that have stood out to me, and I'll let you go. Uh, sure. Fast Eddie, and yeah. then uh, was Muhammad. Muhammad, yeah, yeah. I mean, we there. We've been in Boston in March when there's you know like three feet of snow. Or <laughs> 2017 here in NEPA, we got about two feet of snow, uh, like five days before we went on that trip. So Boston still had a bunch too. But like navigating those 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 streets and those side streets, those bus drivers, uh, yeah, hands, yeah, truly professionals. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, yeah. they are professional drivers. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. There's no way I wouldn't even attempt it. And they're going down roads, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the front, going, "We're in trouble." There's no way. And then <laughs> next thing you know, it makes it. Not, I, I, you know, I get on the mic. I'm like, round of applause. Yeah, and everyone's just like, holy crap. So yeah, they're they're just like. I, they're just they're friends too. These guys that I pick as drivers, and uh, you know, Fast Eddie and I had a little falling out. He's still doing well. I don't think he's driving anymore for Mars, at least. But um, you know, he was he was great. We were good friends for a long time. Mohammed's a good guy. Uh, Pablo, I'm sure you remember, and then uh, this other gentleman I have uh, driving, uh, Chris. They're just they're just good guys. You know, yeah. we just gravitate to each other and work off each other. So, yeah, the the guy we had this year, I think it was Chris. Yeah. He uh he parallel parked that bus in between two cars in front of that hotel. I have no yeah, idea. He told me. I have no, no idea how he did it. it. No clue. <laughs> He's good. He's yeah. a good guy. But Greg, I wish you nothing but continued success. Uh not only so that I can continue going on your trips, but just uh you're a good dude, good family. Um and you started it at at you know ground zero and, and you built a, a great thing for yourself. So um wish you the best of luck and uh i hope the the paulson tours continues on in some fashion when you're even when you're ready to retire hope those kids decide you know what let's let's uh let's keep let's keep this thing going yeah they might we'll see i'll leave it an option for them that's yeah. all you can do right 
Yeah. Hey, listen, I enjoyed myself. I, you know, your podcast is awesome. I've been following it ever since, um, you know, you've been tagging me and uh, you're doing a great job. So I, I wish you all the best too, your wife and your, your kids um, and your whole crew there, uh, your, your buddies. Yeah, yeah, shout out about. Nick, Dave, Vince, you didn't come this year. Uh, Brian, we call him Brain. Is that all of them? Mike? Yeah, I think that's all of them. Yeah, four or five of them. Yeah, we have a great time. And that's, that's honestly, it's, you know, we all live close together, like, you know, within half hour, kind of. And um, that's like the one time a year we're guaranteed to see each other. And that's like, sometimes it's, you know, the one of two times we do see each other in the, in the year. So yeah. I told you, don't give up on those, man, wherever yeah. it is. You know, if it's with me, fantastic. If it's somewhere else, they just uh, don't give up, man. Hang yeah. out with it. You go camping once a year, and then we go to Boston once a year, and that's at least the the guaranteed uh, run-ins. So, so thank you for that. Oh, no problem at all. Absolutely, my pleasure. But uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you uh, even after this. So, PaulsonTours.com, tons of trips, football, baseball. He said Mets, Phillies, Yankees. Even though they stink, hopefully we get some <laughs> Boston game up there. Still half a uh, game ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously the wine trips, all that stuff in the fall. Uh, Steelers. Uh, Penn State, all that good stuff. So check out paulsontours.com. Greg will take care of you. Greg, thank you again so much. Oh, thank you. Take care, John. We'll see you. Bye-bye.